member. All right. I've got a number of listeners wondering if alternative information is getting through to you, like the PCR test. Are you aware of the problems of the PCR test? Yes. I read the New York Times report in uh, September, I believe it was, which in, which concluded, I think they thought that 90% of the uh, PCR uh, tests which they assessed with scientific um, uh, with scientific experts uh, were below the threshold of of uh, being infective. Uh, 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 so infectious, pardon me. So yeah, I, I have read about that. And, and so we've raised, are... I've raised this with um, this chief medical officer, and uh, uh, we're following the standard protocols in terms of PCR. Um, I've raised that. Uh, ultimately, it's up to our medical experts to determine what the protocols are for testing. Okay, as I understand it, even Dr. Fauci has said that if you go above 33 amplification right. cycles, you're going to risk having dead viral particles picked up as well as live viruses. And as I understand it, Alberta's set at 35. So it seems like the sensitivity of the test is going to be engineering the same problem that was written about in the New York Times. Um, and that may be the case. Uh, the reality is that I'm going to follow scientific expert advice when it comes to things like this. I'm not qualified to determine the optimal protocol for our testing regime. Uh, I do think it is good that Alberta has led the country uh, on testing. We uh, have consistently had per, highest per capita levels uh, of, of testing. I know that some people claim, well, that leads to false positives and feeds into so-called COVID hysteria. The reality is uh, that uh, testing is the, one of the most important tools we can have uh, to uh, identify problematic cases and to limit the spread. Why doesn't AHS or, um, that, or Dr. Dean Hinshaw have a treatment protocol for frontline doctors? If the goal is to keep people at home and care for them at home, I've read it. It basically says drink fluids, sleep, take Tylenol if you, uh, if, you, if you can tolerate it, and let's hope you don't have to go to hospital. There are other treatment protocols elsewhere to deal with the issue of respiratory uh, restriction and also deal with the issue of blood clotting, and yet it doesn't seem like there has really been any direction to doctors. Why not? Uh, of course, doctors get direction, and, and they uh, the, their college shares best practices with them. Um, I, I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking me to uh, provide in terms of additional information. I think our physicians know how to take care of their own health. Well, I guess I guess the issue is like vitamin D uh, in in the UK. They have just delivered a course of vitamin mm -hmm. D to those who are most at risk because they found that 80% of patients who turned up in ICU in Spain were um, were deficient in in uh, in vitamin D. We don't have any direction on that. Right. There are so, also uh, uh, two protocols that I've seen: one from the East Virginia Medical School and another from a, a different medical school that talk about um, doing pulse oximeters so that you can monitor oxygen and also giving steroids in the event you've got respiratory uh, problems and then also dealing uh, in the issue of, of having anti-blood clotting agents in the event you start ending up with that problem. None of that exists in the direction of doctors. They're very frustrated about it because they mention it to me that they can't get approval to prescribe anything to their patients. And I'm just wondering if we're trying to keep people out of hospital, that would seem to be a pretty obvious place to start. Well, Danielle, nothing's preventing a doctor from uh, prescribing, quote-unquote, to a patient, recommending to a patient uh, non-pharmaceutical 
um, products like vitamin D, for example, which are over the counter. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure many doctors have read those studies and are doing so. I've, I've, asked, uh, I've asked the chief medical officer for advice on that, whether we should um, follow the example of the United Kingdom and other jurisdictions uh, who are um, as providing um, for wider distribution of vitamin D, for example. But those are all clinical matters, and I'm going to leave those to the clinicians and, and, and to the healthcare experts. I guess I'm worried that the information isn't getting through to decision makers. Are, are, have you followed any of the studies on ivermectin, for instance? No. Okay. But I do. I will tell you. I think in your general question, I spend a lot of my time on the weekends reading uh, pretty widely on COVID developments uh, and research, uh, which is why I'm familiar, for example, with your questions about PCR, uh, the studies on vitamin D, and many many other related issues. Okay, let me take a pause. We will get to some calls when we return. Stay with us on Chorus Radio.